great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Download the 77 WABC app. And coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. We have a lot to get to this morning. And Rita Cosby, get home safe. Rita is still in the studio. Have a lovely evening. We'll be listening to you tomorrow. The Lady in Black this uh, this morning. And so let's get to it, folks. So tomorrow, uh, Saturday, a WABC night at the Staten Island Ferry Hawks game. I'm looking forward to seeing many of you before the game starts. We are going to be playing softball. Uh, the WABC team against the NYPD team. And we don't get much practice, but uh, we're still going to uh, do very do very well. We're going to do very well playing against the uh, NYPD. And so the Brooklyn pastor robbed during... A sermon, he says he was robbed. A uh, a lawsuit has come forward, alleging that he reportedly stole a parishioner's savings. So Bishop Lamore Whitehead is being sued by a Brooklyn woman who claims he stole her life savings of ninety thousand. Her name is Pauline uh, Anderson. She was a member of the church, and she filed in Brooklyn Supreme Court uh, in September that Bishop Whitehead promised her he would use her life savings to buy and renovate her a home, but according to the suit, never followed through. That's one story. I told you, folks, something is not right with this situation Another one we're going to get to a bit later. A federal judge is keeping the suspect in a Lee Zeldin case behind bars. Later we'll deal with that uh, and a couple of other stories. But I want to deal with this this morning. And I've put it off for a couple of days. I try not to um, do every racial story in America because I would never get the opportunity to do anything else if that were the case. But this one is is kind of important. And so before I start, I know that some people will feel that this is a shakedown, right? And so I want to talk about this this morning. An African-American family is suing Sesame Place for $25 million, alleging discrimination. Claiming the character Rosita 
walked right past two young African-American girls. And so what you hear there are the excited young girls with their ponytails in, in, in their hair. And like all children, they're excited to see the character and they want to hug the character. But uh, it didn't happen. And I'm going to dissect it in just a second. So the father uh, that that is suing, uh, I'm going to let you hear what he has to say. But let me just state this. As a father myself, to see the disappointed look on the faces of the two little African-American girls, it, it was it was heartbreaking. It was tough to look at. And I suggest you look at it. And I, I, I looked at the video about 75 times. And because I'm looking at it from different angles, different frames, looking at I'll lock on to one thing. And so the question becomes, was this racial discrimination? So this morning, I want to jump in head first on this topic. This is what the father of one of the children is saying. I'm hurt, devastated. Me and my wife, just looking at her face, is, is, it makes me want to cry every time I see it. Okay. The father says he's hurt, upset, wants $25 million. Or at least that's what his lawyers say, $25 million. So we're going to be taking your calls on this and a number of topics, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So at least the, the child in question, she's five years old, and this Baltimore family is suing the amusement park uh, over the claims of racial discrimination, alleging multiple costume characters ignored the five-year-old girl, girl, and this is what's important. During a meet and greet, bears repeating, a meet and greet event last month. Now, several videos have come out of different incidents alleging to show uh, basically the same type of mistreatment of um, African-Americans, children being snubbed by costume employees uh, during the parade in the park. So Sesame Place, for the record, has apologized, has apologized in a statement and promised more training for its employees after the video went viral earlier this month. This suit, which seeks class action status was filed in a federal court in Philadelphia against SeaWorld Parks, which owns Sesame Place. So you you know the uh, details. And I see your calls coming in. I promise we're going to get right to them. Here is what we see on the video. The character, Rosita, it appears to be a, a light green character. And Rosita is walking along, greeting people, right? The parade is uh, ongoing, uh, and Rosita's walking along, 
Rosita high fives a white teenager or a white adult customer right before the two African-American girls. So Rosita high fives the white customer. Then there are the two little girls, and then there's another white family. It lined up in a row. So after high-fiving the white apparent adult customer, Rosita pointing towards the white person, and this is very important, shakes her hand no in a no motion to the to the white uh, uh, adult customer. So before she even gets to the little girls, the two African-American girls, she gives the pers- the white person before them a high five and then shakes her hand no. I don't know if she was responding to a question. I don't know if she was saying no to a hug or whatever the case may be. And so then Rosita moves towards the African-American little girls, and they are very excited as to meet her, as you would imagine. And they try to greet her. They try to hug her. And this is the problem. Rosita, at, a, at, at almost a distance, waves her hand in a motion to indicate no and moves on. And you see the disappointment on the little girl's faces. And then she goes to the other white customer on the other side of the African-American girls and greets them. I just wish... Rosita had taken two seconds to high-five the African-American little girls because the fact of the matter is the video looks awful. Ro- Rosita was, was, was strong in her emphasis of, of waving no to them and moving on immediately. That's wrong. There's no other way to say it. It's wrong. Now, I can say I have definitely been to the same Sesame Place easy 10 times. And they do character parades several times a day, often ending it at nighttime with fireworks and so on. And that parade is a subjective process. Now, Dominic, what are you talking about? A subjective process. The characters engage some children, but not all of them. And Elmo, as the star, is up on one of the uh, platforms because Elmo can't come down because of, of his celebrity status. He'll, he'll be mobbed. And so part of the process is a subjective process where they don't engage all the kids, white, black, Asian, Latino, But here's the sticking point. Here is the sticking point. The father says he paid for a meet and greet with the characters. If he does have such a contract, Sesame Place has a problem, and they might as well cut a check now. They do offer such contractual events, which for more money guarantees either lunch or interaction with the characters. So this is the sticking point. Does the father have an actual written agreement, which is done in advance, you pay more money, 
for a meet and greet? Or was this simply the regular parade? Here, I want you to listen to the lawyers uh, for the uh, father. They are attorneys Michael Ruff and Billy Murphy. Burns had contracted with Sesame Place to allow Kennedy to meet and greet all of the characters, such as Elmo and Telly Monster and even Abby Cadabby. She was ignored. Amongst the sea of other young white children who were able to interact, give hugs, high fives, and love from these characters, we stand here before you today simply trying to fight and protect little black children and their fundamental civil rights. And the reason they didn't get the experience they paid and contracted to get was simply because of their race. Now, let's be honest. Um, Lawyers don't help the situation. These ambulance chasers, they're looking at ka-ching, they're 30% once the case is settled, plus expenses. And so this is a tough one. This is a tough one. So if if dad has a contract, an agreement with Sesame Place in advance for a meet and greet with the characters, they might as well cut the check right now, whatever they can agree to. But if this was the regular parade in which it's a subjective process where they don't stop to greet all the children, then there's no case at all. Let's start with the uh, telephone calls. Let's begin with Pat in New Jersey. Good morning, Pat. What's on your mind? Good morning, um, Dominic. Um, I've been listening to this for a few days now, and we don't have the broad picture of um, what really took place there in Sesame Street. It was very narrowed down. Uh, That's what we saw. I don't know what was filmed by the parent. And I'm very familiar with Sesame Street because years ago, i uh, that's where I took my children all the time. And I would say it, it's um, predominantly um, children of color. I would find that kind of hard to accept this. And I had a situation that happened to me. When I was in Florida. Pat, are you near your radio where you can turn it down? Because all I hear is a delay in the background, and I can hear you faintly. Are you? Can you turn it down? No, I'm going to turn it off for now. Okay, okay. All right, so turn it off and then continue. <laughs> you were saying that you had something happen to you a few years ago. Oh, well, it, it, it was my son was approximately the age of these little girls. And something happened in the Magic Kingdom, and it was just reversed around. And he went out to go get something, and he wanted to come back. And he he said to the people, excuse me, excuse me. You know, he wanted to come through to come to his father and myself. And they said, go find another place to go. And I, I decided it really did put a damper. It did. However, it wasn't – it would be – I, I don't know what to say to you, Mr. Clark. $25 million. It's like things happen in life. However, it changed it around when you said that if there's a contract, that's something a little different. Right. It, it, if there's a contract, right? Mm-hmm. If there's a contract, then, again, they might as well cut the check now. Because if that there's a contract, is- they didn't fulfill their contractual obligation. Sesame Place. 
Well, one little girl, that look on her face really melted my heart. She just looked like, what happened? Right, yeah. right. The character, and I get it with little children. However, you you labeled it correctly. Ambulance chases are out there because, after all, somebody's going to get a third, a third, and a third. Right. That's the bottom line. And, Pat, I thank you for the call. Let's go. Let's stay in New Jersey. Let's go to Andrew and Stanhope. Good morning, Andrew. What's on your mind? The lawyer, he reminds me of Jackie from uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> you know, he wants his third. But you brought up an excellent point. If there was a contract, they should cut the check, settle. But as far as $25 million, you don't know what the motivation is. You don't know if it was racially motivated. So, you know, for the father to say that, I would have to kick his ass. You know, it just seems appalling, like, to say, you know, the reason he knows the reason and he wants that much money. Okay, but but Andrew, but but Andrew, let, let me ask you a question. You're a reasonable person. So if the character stops for the white individual to the right and to the white individual to the left, isn't that kind of obvious? Well, if you watch the whole video, the character I've, I've watched, I've watched several different versions of the video. I'm tired of looking at the video, to be honest with you. Did the character stop for other black? Yeah, I'm t- I looked at I looked at a reverse angle. No, no, you only there, there are several cameras uh, of the incident, but not what the character does. Maybe twenty five yards away. No, that not that much. They have angles on the girls. They have angles, a wide shot from on the other side. And it looks even worse on the reversal camera from from the other side. It, it looks really bad. That That's why I just wish the character would have stopped for two seconds and given, one, given the kids a hug and a high five, and we wouldn't be having this conversation. Then I recant my statement about the father and say, you're right, they should cut a check, you know, just uh... – Try right. to keep it quiet, cut a check, and go on. They have billions of dollars, so just cut a check. Right. Uh, hey, Andrew, thank you for the call. But, I mean, but $25 million is, is $25 million. And, I mean, I, I understand your little girl w- was hurt because, believe me, I would be livid if the same thing had happened to me. But $25 million? $25 million? Let's go to uh, Jim in New Jersey. Good morning, Jim. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Uh, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Dominic, uh, let me put it this way. I can understand the hurt of the children, definitely. But what I don't understand is he, the parent, with a capital P, is with those two children. And he sees his children get hurt. Something like that happened to me with my son, my two children in Disney World. And at that point, I interceded with the people that were, you know, you know, doing something not polite to my children, and they, you know, changed their behavior. Why didn't he just talk to the character and say, "My children would like to meet you"? Jim, you're raising you're raising an excellent point. I I couldn't have said it better because Jim, there is no way in hell. That character would have walked past my kids, whether I'm videotaping or not, without me stopping that character dead in his tracks or her tracks and articulating exactly what you just said. And can I say something else? You know, once again, you know, characters are employees. 
when you said he, 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 they went to a white individual, then another white individual, what I heard, and I don't, I don't, I don't have the video. I'm on a Ludi camera uh, phone. I, I, I suspect they went from white adult to white adult. They looked up and they, they were looking for the source of the money. The parent pays. Well, hit the parent, and you know, incidentally, you know, they made a, they made a, it was a faux pas. Now, my other question is, you know. Uh, $25 million is a lot of money. Uh, the question I would ask the parents at this time is, how did you come, how did you, not your lawyers, come on $25 million? Well, it, you, well know, you know, Jim, that, you know that's within consultation with the lawyers, and by the time the lawyers get a hold of it, they're promising you $100 million, and, and you know, and, and let's sue for twenty five, and they're going to be forced to settle. That's the slimy element of this that I don't like, the slimy element that we're going to ruffle the feathers of America and say yet another racial attack when it's all about show me the money. That's the part that's the part that I do not like. And as he said he had a contractual agreement. Well, you know, that's what he says. That's what he says. Either you produce it or you don't. But but even but but the time to have produced it is, you know, let's say, you know, it's a special looking ticket. He takes it out of his pocket and waves it in front of the character. Yes. I paid. Yes. And the character, the character would not recognize, unfortunately, the children, but he recognized the red card. Yes. And he'd react. Yes. So why didn't that transpire? Yes. And and the reason why I question whether there is indeed a... uh, a meet and greet contract because normally when they do that Sesame place. And I, again, I've been there many times with my own kids when they were younger, it's at a separate location so that they can control the crowd and not as many kids can get in. So go ahead. Sesame street should have told you, or if if you've talked to them, the meet and greet on that day was scheduled for four o'clock right. in the roller oh, skating ring. Oh, that they do. They tell you exactly where. They tell you exactly what you'll be served for lunch. They tell you exactly what are the beverages. There is no room for error. And so that's why I find it very hard to believe that the park would engage in a meet and greet out in full public. With all of those kids. I just find that very hard to believe. But, Jim, I thank you for the call. Let's go to, I see I got a lot of calls on Sesame Place, but also on the bishop, the bishop that's being sued in Brooklyn. Let's go to Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Good morning. I have a lot on my mind, and I'm going to say because Jeannie's not going to take my How was your weekend. Uh, well, we're going into, uh, we're going into the weekend. Listen. Oh, I haven't talked to you all week because I've been listening. Uh, okay. Um, the bishop first. You know, he didn't steal her money. She gave it to him. Come on. Really? Really? No, but but that's still but that's that's still unethical. That that's not right. That that's that lady's that's that first of all, first of all, Audrey, you and I know what that's really called. Um and I'll just leave it at that. But you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna lash out at pastors, but some of them really have the gift to gab. They really do. And that's what makes them so successful. But for him, if this allegation is true, this woman, she her entire life savings of ninety thousand dollars. And apparently, according to the suit, I'm gonna let you speak, Audrey, she had bad credit and he promised to get her into a home. 
You should see the mansion that they say is his in Paramus. If you think he's bling bling from what you see on TV, wait until you see his mansion. I never heard of the guy until you mentioned it. But um, this is something that you know, some women need to think about before they give over their money to a, a, a religious uh, pimp. But anyway. And it, happen, it happens, Audrey, more, more than you can imagine. I could tell you two, I won't say it, two Kevin prominent. Ice, you ever two, heard of him? He used to be in New York? Yes, I heard of him, yes. Yeah. Yes. I've been around long enough to know. I wouldn't give nobody my money, but that's on her. But I really have a problem. Okay, I'm listening to folks talk about Sesame Street, and I understand, you know, somewhat of what they're saying, but no one can can ever convince me that these children deserve to be traumatized. The money is nothing, but you got to—I don't understand how people think they know trauma—traumatization. Trauma, trauma, I had a nice— You got it. You got it. You got it. Um, of children. Okay, these children are traumatized. It's like finding out there's no Santa Claus, and the money's not going to— I felt that. I don't know about you, but I, when I looked at those little girls, I, I felt that. Their face, and there's more. But it's not right, you know. Mm-hmm. I've been to Sesame Play Street well, back in the 80s when they first opened. I don't know about the parades, but I'm just sorry for the little girls. And money's not going to ever solve the problem in this country. You know, and thank well, you. Yeah, well, of oh. course, Audrey. Of, of course, and thank you. You know, when, when we talk about uh, the Sesame Place incident, I recall a few years ago, a family was visiting, I believe, from Arkansas, and they were at Disneyland or Disney World in Florida, and and uh, there was there were signs up, or maybe there wasn't signs about be careful, uh, alligators, and the toddler went into the water. The alligator snatched the toddler and killed the toddler. That case was settled. I, I can see $25 million for that. But, Audrey, I do hear your point about these kids being traumatized for life because, well, not for life, but traumatized. The hardest part of looking at the video for me, I had to stop because I was getting emotional, was looking at the faces of these young girls and and the, the uh, disappointment that this character, Rosita, whatever the name is, was not stopping to see them. Let's go to Teddy in Yonkers. Good morning, Teddy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, good morning, Dominic. Uh, I Te- Teddy, the, uh, Teddy wait, uh, wait, Teddy, are you running water or something? Because it's drowning you out. I shut it off. Okay. Dominic, okay. dealing with the bishop. The bishop. Yes. Regardless, you know, I'm Jewish. And I've been going to synagogue for, you know, for 60 years of my life. I got bar mixed with. I've never, ever seen a rabbi or a cantor flashing jewelry on themselves. And I don't believe, not going to a Catholic church or a Protestant church, I don't believe you've seen it either. Right. I've seen flamboyant pastors that um, live well and have yachts and drive exclusive cars, but at least they know how to hide it a little bit. Uh, it was just embarrassing. And I'd like to bring up a point about the sesame. Okay. I felt t- you know, in life, you have to, when you look in the mirror, Dominic, I taught at Dewey Clinton High School in the Bronx. I, re- I remember a long time ago you mentioned that you attended Dewey yes, Clinton. Yes, I did. I did yeah, for a I little while. from 71 to 76. So it was still all boys then, right? Yes. yes. Okay. And uh, it was a great school. Academically, it had an excellent reputation. Athletically, it had an excellent reputation. I missed 
being, I got excess in 76 when the city almost went bankrupt, and I went to down uh, to Norman Thomas High School, and I finished my career there, and I retired in 04. Dominic, I just want to bring up about the Sesame Street. When I saw those two African-American girls kept reaching out to the Sesame Street character, reaching out with their hands, and he ignored them or pushed them away. My, my girlfriend saw it. My heart bled for those two little girls. Right. And it was terrible. And, it, you know, being a white guy, I, I'm gonna, I acknowledge the truth. It was racism. It was racism. So I don't want anybody to tell me different. They might want to have their opinion. It was racism. My girlfriend said it also. And that's what I want to say about that. And I'd like to hear your opinion on that. Well, um, Teddy, uh, <laughs> you, 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 you're doing a very good job of putting me on the hot seat. And what I'm going to do, Teddy, is I've blown way past our break. So I'm going to use this as a tease to respond to Teddy's question. We are going to take a break. When we come back, I will answer his question. We're going to Parkchester, Newark, Brooklyn, Comac, Los Angeles, and the Bronx. We'll be right back. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light, city life, I gotta make it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. So to answer the question I was just asked directly, the Sesame Place incident uh, outside of Philadelphia, uh, is it racist? It, it, it sure looks like it. It sure, it sure looks like it. Uh, and, and I'm speaking as a journalist. That's why I'm couching my words. Uh, but the fact of the matter is when you are working the rope line as the character, and this is why they normally have a, 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 a staffer with the characters because the kids go crazy. So when you're working the line, Rosita, the character, and you stop for the white teen or white adult to high-five them before, right before the, uh, the kids of color, and then you wave your hand adamantly in a no gesture as the, as the little kids try and approach you, the two African-American little girls, and then you go to the next family and you stop and engage them, doesn't look good. And that's why I'm saying that, um, but, 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 uh, from a legal standpoint, it, again, it's a subjective process if it's the actual parade. And if it's the parade, the, the Sesame Place, the characters are under no obligation to stop and greet every patron. It just, just doesn't work that way. They try to, but. If it's a meet and greet, if you paid extra for that and you have the receipt where it clearly shows that you will engage with the characters, that's what it says when you have lunch with them. You will, and they will even tell you which characters you will engage with. And it's all in writing. It's a, it's like a contract. So if, if this man that's suing um, has a meet and greet contract, they're going to have to cut a check to make this go away. Let, let, let's be honest. The lawyers are going to 
uh, yell and scream because they're saying, show me the money, and they want their 30% plus expenses. And, you know, if he's got, if, if the father's got a contract or a receipt for a meet and greet, and I mean the lawyers go over, go through this in advance in terms of coming up with the agreement, everything's in writing. So if he has that in writing, there's no way. But you asked, was it uh what was it? Was it racist? And in in my opinion, yes, yes, it was. Yes, it was. Let's go to Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil. What's on your mind? Uh, apropos of this uh, whole thing with this, these two children, <laughs> I, I'm, I have an interracial arrangement here. My wife is African American. I'm, I'm Caucasian. Uh, we have a kid, and I would never waste the time or the energy or the money, the hundreds and hundreds of dollars dragging a kid into those places. Because first of all, that those kids' expectation of meeting someone, the father had a receipt, all that, fine. The problem is, number one, it ain't worth no $25 million. I have a neighbor who was prevented from seeing his wife who had been in a car accident for 48 hours. He couldn't get in the hospital to see her. They refused to let him in. She was in ICU. That was his wife of 10 years. She died. She died in the hospital. He right, right. Hey, Phil, 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 I, I hear you. But see, folks, you have to understand. So you've got to understand the media. Why do you think the lawyers have a news conference? The more sensational the allegation is, the more you're going to get paid. It's that simple. That's what made Johnny Cochran so successful. He represented the big stars, and they cut him a check up front. And so I'm I'm not trying to uh, minimize your friend's situation, but if that's something that's private and it's not in the new in the news, you're not looking at a big settlement. That's that's not the point. The point is to so. Judge what's the point? Because you're because you're diverting. Got, got you're diverting dollars and damages. Oh, okay, so what? So, so what's the point? Where are the, the damages on these children? There is Phil, no permanent damage. There's Phil, no pain Phil, and suffering. Phil, There's no irreparable you, harm. Phil, you and I know when the lawyers are done. Anything you're willing to pay for, you can get. Anything you're willing to pay for, you can get. And I thank you for the call. When the lawyers are done with with hiring their psychologists, and when they're done hiring their therapists, they will come up with reports to give to see see uh, Sesame Place that say these kids are damaged for life. That's easy. That's the easy part. And in in the court of law, whatever you're willing to pay for, you can get. It's almost like a poll. You can get almost any results you want based on how much money you're putting into the poll. And that's just the reality. We are also talking about the bishop that's being sued for $90,000, the bishop that was allegedly robbed uh, during a live stream. He says, folks, let me just say this about the bishop. I'm going to take a call from Michael on the east side about the bishop in just one second. Then we're going in Los Angeles. The bishop's got problems because circulating in full public view now are all his alleged businesses and PPE money. And we're talking about $400,000 and law enforcement is going to be looking closely considering he's done prison time. He's got problems. He's got legal problems. 
and they're going to make an arrest. And I, I don't understand why Mayor Adams basically jumped out the window with this guy. This guy is an ex-con. I, I know I know that the mayor believes in second chances and so on, but he's being sued for stealing a parishioner's life savings. And this is just scratching the surface. Where do you see the investigations about the PPE money into his businesses and so on? This is all just getting started. Michael on the east side, good morning. What's on your mind? Dominic, I'm very curious. I would like to know how much this bishop uh, has given to charity over the last five years. Years. I mean, a a Rolls Royce. In French, they would say that's chutzpah. If there was anybody that I knew of in a synagogue who was strolling around in with, with a Rolls Royce as as a reverend, um, as a spiritual leader, they would be ousted. They wouldn't last. A year. Well, How I, much I, money has this guy given to charity? I, I hear you, Michael. Especially, especially, Dominic, let me just conclude. I know you like that word. Um, <laughs> especially the chutzpah of him being a black minister in a black neighborhood. He could be funding school programs. He could be building a park. Well, Michael, his problems are just beginning because there are reports out there online now that uh, when he was released from prison, he came out as a bishop from prison. And so that would indicate a scam from day one, from day one. And so, um, you know, if, if he was indeed robbed, but but let me, Michael, thank you for the call. Before we go to Los Angeles, let me just say this. That before we go to Dave in Los Angeles, the video of the bishop being robbed, again, two things that trouble me ter- terribly. The man over the bishop's left shoulder is sitting in a chair while they're being robbed at gunpoint. And he sits there the entire time, almost like he's at a movie theater. Number two, when the men with the gun leave, the bishop, it just happens to be coincidence that he he's running behind them, but he makes sure that he's on camera where we can see that something's been ripped from around his neck. That's too much of a coincidence. Maybe this is all on the up and up, but Jesse Smollett, too, it it may be that type of situation. Because once the NYPD makes an arrest and they're going to tell that guy, you're looking at 10 to 15 years, sing like a bird. Sing like a bird. Dave in Los Angeles, before I take a break, good morning. What's on your mind? Regarding Sesame Place, and I don't want to sound like a meanie, so I'll say it's heartbreaking. Those little girls were adorable, and the looks on their faces, again, heartbreaking. First of all, that was not a VIP event. That was not the VIP event. And like you said, whether you stop to hug them or not, that's subjective. So right off the bat, no right for claim. But 
the character was not waving off the kids. I, I looked into it further, and if you saw the first wave was before he approached, the first wave off of no was before he approached the kids because a parent said, hey, Rosalita, can you hold my kids? Right, and, and, he no said, and he said no to the, to the first adult. Correct. Correct. And then when it looks like he's waving off the two little kids after, I believe it's still the wave off to people on the side that were making requests. But he looked because, directly at the little girls. No, what I'm here to say that they, the, 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 the Sesame Place, and I agree, you have limited view when you're in that costume. You sure do. <laughs> and, 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 hey, Dave, you, you brought up a good point here, and, and we have to be honest about this. When you're doing that job all day long, it's tough, and they get tired of dealing with the kids. That's why they normally have a staffer with them. And so I, I, I don't, but, but go ahead, Dave. I don't know what, what really happened. Go ahead, Dave. Right. I don't think that he even, he or she even saw the kids because they were way down low. You're basically looking through the mouth of the uniform and they say you have a limited view. And I've been in costumes like that and you do have a limited view. And I'm here to say the character didn't even see those little kids because come on, I know we want to say we live in a racist society and look at, we don't like little black kids, but who's that cold and heartless. The person's working at a kid's park with kids. I just don't believe that this racism. I do believe that the wave off was not directed at the kids, but to the adults that were asking previously. And I don't think that he, he or she even saw those little girls. And it's not a VIP event, and it is subjective, and I wouldn't pay one penny. Because even if he made the, he or she made the decision, I don't want to stop with the kids. It's subjective. I hey, wanted to get on ice. So that's my opinion, Dominic. Hey, Dave, I, 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 I hear you, and I respect your opinion, but, but here's the problem for Sesame Place. They are a multi-billion-dollar company. It's much cheaper to cut a check than the dollars they will lose being accused of racism. If they are accused of racism, there goes the black spending dollar, and your business is going to take at least a 30% hit. Sesame Place cannot afford that, and the lawyers know that. So they know it's just much cheaper to cut, to reach an agreement, uh, 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 NDA, you can't comment, and you cut them a check, and you cut your losses, and you move on. Dominic Carter here with you. We'll have more of your telephone calls and the chronicles of Dominic Carter when we return. W-A-B-C. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. The flashy Brooklyn pastor who was robbed of what he says, more than $1 million in jewelry during that live stream church service, has been accused of stealing $90,000 from a congregant, in a lawsuit filed last year, his name, Bishop Lamore Whitehead, known for his Gucci suits, uh, diamond chains, stable of luxury vehicles, and uh, 
he also served time in prison for identity theft and grand larceny. 56-year-old Pauline Anderson is accusing the uh, Rolls-Royce driving clergyman of convincing her to liquidate her life savings and pay him a $90,000 investment in November of 2020 with the promise that he would buy and renovate a home for her. According to the Brooklyn Supreme Court uh, lawsuit, uh, the lawsuit says that uh, Bishop Whitehead also agreed to pay the woman $100 per month since the savings was her only source of income. Now, according to the suit, the bishop only made one of the $100 payments in January of 2021, and each time that she asked about the status of her home in the following months, he reportedly told her that he was tied up with his election campaign for Brooklyn Borough President, according to the lawsuit. Let's go to Joe in Huntington. Good morning, Joe. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Of course. I have two things to say to that bishop. All right? And, and this is from the scripture, the Bible. Jesus made himself poor that others might be rich. Okay? And the foxes have holes and the birds have nests. But the son of man has no place to lay his head. Now, this man is living in a mansion, driving around in a Rolls Royce. Is he to be an example of a disciple of Christ? I don't think so. And he needs to be utterly rebuked. Right. Well, he he, he seems to be on that path, uh, Joe. I thank you for the call. There's a problem with your with your phone line. The bishop certainly appears to be on that path. That's why as soon as I saw the video of this alleged robbery, it didn't sit well with me for two seconds. The whole thing looked staged. And we'll find out very soon what the truth may be. Because uh, there are allegations about PPE money, uh, $400,000 to the tune of $400,000, there's going to be a lot of scrutiny on this bishop. And um, Mayor Adams, if I were you, I would um, get as far away from this guy as humanly possible. Because by all indications, this is not going to end well. Jeff on Long Island on Sesame Place. Good morning. How are you, sir? How are you? This good, morning? good. Go right ahead, please. Listen. I took my son. This is my son is now 19 years old. I took him to Sesame Place and I paid X amount of dollars extra to right. meet Elmo and right. everybody else. Right. Okay. Right. And it was separate from the parade. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, my son met Elmo. He met every all the characters. Right. It wasn't it wasn't with the parade or anything else. Right. So. It's a separate event. Separate event. And, and and they even tell you Elmo will take a picture with you, but you're paying for this. Exactly. So this person who paid this extra money, whatever he paid for. That that we don't was, know that. It was we, not we, we it don't. was not for the parade. Right. The the parade is a general. I I've never heard of a meet general, and greet exactly. at the parade. 
And again, that's a subjective process. The characters stop sometimes, sometimes they don't, but they generally try to keep it moving because all the kids go crazy. Jeff, exactly. I, I I thank you for your call. Let's go to Joe in Parkchester. Good morning, Joe. What's on your mind? Uh, based on me, it's definitely a visual that's it's it's definitely bad optics. But you know what happened with those two black uh, kids at the uh, Sesame Street, you know, playground, uh, amusement park, whatever the hell you want to call it. You know, this is a classic example of the left wing media using an emotional appeal obfuscate what is an actual issue. The actual issue with, you know, the condition of most blacks, especially blacks in the inner city, has a little, if anything, to do with white racism. All right? Because basically, when you want to look at the real problems... Okay, whoa, 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 Joe. How can you say that that incident has nothing to do with racism if, indeed, the character, as it appears on video... Acknowledge the white people before the kids, ignored the kids, it looks like, and then acknowledge the white people after them. How could you say it don't have anything to do with racism? I didn't say that. I said okay, that you're the larger I'm trying to move you along, and you're trying to give me a lecture, and I have too many phone calls right now. So you got to get okay, to your okay. point. you got to get to the point. All right, so let me, let me get to the point. Okay, All go right, ahead. The larger problem, instead of obsessing over this snub, and that's exactly what it is, it's a snub of these two black kids. What you need to focus on, and the white so, man. So the, wait, uh, wait, so, so, so wait, Joe. So you're going to tell the father what he needs to focus on. Come on, get real. No, 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 so, no. Not just uh, this individual. This individual act is definitely traumatizing. Nobody wants to see okay, the kids okay. insulted. Okay. You know, nobody. But again, the larger issue is. But that blacks are 13% of the population. They commit uh, 56% of the murders in the country. The larger right, issue is that right, blacks right. are 13% that, of the that, population. But that's not, that's not what we're talking about. I, I thought that's where you were going. I thought that's exactly where you were going, to blame blacks for everything. That's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about right now two little girls of color that were traumatized over something that happened that shouldn't have happened. I'm going to introduce my colleague, Frank Morano, and then we're going to go to Lynn in Manhattan. But first, let me say good morning to you, Mr. Morano. Good morning, Dominic. Happy Friday, TGIF. And, and so uh, is it accurate? Someone told me that you went to um, a wake tonight. Is that true? That is true. I went to uh, our uh, our friend Mike Long's uh, wake and how in was Bay Ridge, it? Brooklyn. It was great. I mean, obviously it was sad, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, it was really also very nice because there was there – was, this was a capacity crowd. I mean, this there was people lined up around out the door, and I got there towards the very end of the second day, and I'm told it was like that the entire two days of this wake, and it really gives you a sense of uh, the impact that Mike had not only in New York State politics because there were people traveling there from all over the state, but the impact that he had in his neighborhood. So uh, a life well lived, absolutely. What do you have coming up? Uh, well, we start every hour on Fridays with Ask Frank Anything, and as you know, Dominic, I don't shy away from any question, no matter nope. how controversial, no nope. matter how personal. So I'm prepared to answer questions on anything. 
from uh, New York State politics to uh, the softball game Saturday to you name it. I'm prepared to answer any question. And then uh, George Beebe, who's one of the thinkers on foreign policy that I most enjoy talking to, he's going to join me in the 2 o'clock hour. We're going to talk about what's happening with this Russia-Ukraine situation. We'll get into this prisoner exchange. I also want to get his take on this Nancy Pelosi trip to uh, Taiwan, whether he thinks that's a good idea or not. We've got denunciations coming up in three at, in the 3 o'clock hour. A woman named Dana Fuchs, who's a big animal rights activist, she says that the way New York City's shelter system is run is just abysmal. So she's going to join me and talk about that. And then we're slated to talk with the founder of something called the New Jersey Moderate Party in the 4 o'clock hour. They're trying to change the way New Jersey election law works. So we'll get into that. Uh, I follow this stuff pretty closely, as you know. So we'll uh, we'll look forward to hearing his take on you know, the future of New Jersey politics. So another great show. We're going to move as fast as we can through the calls. Let's go, as I said, to Lynn in Manhattan. Lynn, you're talking to Frank and Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. I want to offer a solution, Dominic. What's unfortunate is that I've discovered recently that not all people of color who immigrate to this country realize they're immigrants of color. In the United States, black means African. Black means African. Black does not have the same definition in all parts okay, of the world. Okay, okay, and, okay, Len, what does that have to do with what I'm talking about? I've got three minutes, two minutes left, and you want to define black. Are you serious? Okay. Rosita may come from a country where black means second class. I think everybody needs to take a course in cultural sensitivity training, including people of color. Okay, all, all right, that, that's all you needed to say. We didn't need the definition of black. Let's go to uh, Wilfred in Newark, New Jersey. Good morning, Wilfred. Good morning. Hey, about the the uh, yes, we, we know what it's about. I got a minute and a half okay, left. No, I mean, Please go really ahead bad. with the comment. Okay, no, I said that looks really bad. You're looking at the kids, but it looks like to me like that other character, the other guy said he was looking behind him, waving at something, or like he was upset with something, mm-hmm. and he walked right past the kids. I don't think he ever saw the kids. Right. That, that, that's what another caller said. It would be for Sesame Street to just bring him in and have a special day with the kids. Right. But it's, it's, too, it's too late for that. For that. It's ka-ching time. There, there, there's no making up now. Frank, we, we, I, we've got 30 seconds left mm-hmm. before your show officially starts. What do you make of this situation? Uh, you know, I, I can't believe that whoever's inside that Rosita character decided that they wanted to be discriminatory towards these little girls. I, I think this was probably an innocent oversight. I think it's been horribly mishandled by Sesame's Place. Well, I'm looking forward to your show, and I'll see you tomorrow on the uh, on the baseball field. And and we love the NYPD, but we got to give it to them. That's right. We got to give it to them. Frank Morano is coming up. Have a great weekend, folks. I'll be in Staten Island tomorrow playing softball. Talk Radio 77 WABC.